Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Hump Day. Yes, it's uh, Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Good show lined up for you today. We've got another interesting book. We will interview the author who is all the way over in Manchester in the UK. Where it'll be a little late when we talk to her, but that's all right. Uh, Chris Riemenschneider is going to be here. We'll do a little Grammy chat. Grammy's coming up on Sunday. We're giving away tickets to the Guthrie Theater. As you like it by Shakespeare. Yes. It's a busy day. So when I last saw you kids, we were all grimly looking out the window, and Holly had been just saying it's a biblical epic traffic disaster out there. Uh, I wasn't sure how long you were going to stick around here, but I, you know, made my way home, and usually is the longest it's ever taken me to get home. It took me 36 minutes to get home. Mm And, um, well, let's just start out. Yeah. I, so I can't imagine how long it must have taken you at least three times that. Mm-hmm. And you, Donnie? Danny? No, I was home in 50. Really? Yeah. Mm-mm, hour and a half. I couldn't even get on University Avenue, so I had to keep going around. But because 94, when I went over it, well, was that a dead? Would you like to tell the yeah. listeners how excited you were to have me come hang out at your house? Well, Instead I, of going home? I mean, I didn't know that you were really serious <laughs> about it. I didn't, is that what you did? I'm looking for options, thinking well, I'm never going to get home. You have to come right, Julia. I'm dense. You, If you want to come really? over to my house because you don't want to drive home in traffic, you just have to say, Lori, I want to come over. And then I'll say, okay, yeah. come over. I've got some wine. I am prepared tonight. cheddar cheese. I am prepared <laughs> for tonight because they say the snow is going to start at 6 or something. Yeah, so you'll get home tonight. Well, I've, I'm prepared. I brought. I have accessories in my car to keep myself company for my hour and a half commute home. Last night it was just brutal, but I. Um, how did you keep yourself so bored, busy? I listened to our show again. Oh, how was that? Because I was not interested in the other things. Yeah, too I serious. Just wasn't, You're like, oh god. I wasn't. I didn't so want to know about anything. I just wanted to laugh a little, and we were funny. Okay, and then I listened to Jason and Alexis. Okay, were they? So funny? They started seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was getting a. Um, Apparently, we have a program that's just from three to six, Lori. Was that how he? Oh, well, that's probably his little way little, he gets back because we call him the gate. morning show. The morning show. <laughs> well, technically, it's yeah. three to six. I know, but it was just kind of funny. So I'm listening to them going on and on about me um, sending a memo to get new toilet seats. Yeah. And we got them today. Which, They're lovely and uh, shiny. People have been complimenting Julia, some of the ladies. So we don't get a rash on our ass. Um <laughs> You know, the old rash oh, on the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> gotten a rash from a toilet seat. Well, 
What? You know, just scruffle around long enough. I suppose you could. Scruffle. Yeah. I, but anyway, a it, friend of mine once got a, a venereal disease. In from my, my toilet seat? Well, no, I told her to because she was in a relationship and she was going to get in trouble. And I said, well, you can always try the old, I got VD from the seed. <laughs> even though I think that's been proven. Hold no. on. No. Well, back then there was I, no internet. I was trying How to, would people right. know? I was trying to help her. She's like, what am I going to tell my boyfriend? I'm like, oh boy. Those damn toilet seats in public bathrooms. Yeah, they're right. something. But, you know, it was fine. I never wanted to leave my house again, though. I mean, by the time I got home, I had plans last night. I was going to go to the gym. No blah, blah. way were you going to get back out there and slip, slide, and toboggan your way at a That's snail's not. pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was no a, good. Yeah. I did not even go kickboxing with Carl this morning because I wasn't sure if they salted and sanded. Mm-hmm. I thought, I got I to gotta go to the 930 class with my underperforming back, my semi-frozen Shoulder and my overperforming mouth. And that is what it is, Laurie. And that is what it is. Anywho, everyone, we but, got them safe. Yeah, but Fine. it was like, and I get a phone call at 9.15. It's my dad. I go to Casey. I go, don't answer. Because the last time my dad called me at, at 9 o'clock at night was, you know, the night. The passport. The passport two weeks ago when he oh, lost right. his passport. I love it. Morning. You're like, don't, don't answer. He might need something. And I don't want to do it. God, you'd be a great parent. Yeah, kids yeah, are really. Don't, don't answer. answer. They're going to want money. So the zipper's like, yeah, well, we're just landing from Cancun and the flight to Duluth is canceled. We can't <gasps> leave till tomorrow night. And we might have to come and spend the night. There's four of us. But we're going to try and get on the shuttle. I'll call you back. Okay. And I said, I'm so glad I didn't answer that. So I ran upstairs and I'm. Did you go to bed and disconnect your phone or no, something? No, I ran upstairs because I've been staging for a trip yes. and I had to move things so that in case I had uh, uh, four people Coming unexpectedly over. spending the night. And I'm just thinking, oh man, I'm running the refrigerator down. I don't have any good food because, you know, we're I'm not going to be a good evening hostess. And I'm like, oh, geez. And luckily, 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 they got him a shuttle. Oh, now, how their ride home was, who knows? Mm-hmm. You I know, love but they got home. Up. You are just a concerned person. Well, Julia, I didn't know if they'd be <laughs> sleeping today because actually I think my dad took the midnight shuttle with his buddy and Mary and, and the other lady took the 10 o'clock. Okay. So I don't know what time, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't want to call my dad this morning and wake him up because he wasn't going to get home. It'd be, I'd be curious, like, because how long people's commutes took? Because some people like two and a half, three hours in their cars and oh, yeah. I just feel for them. Oh. I mean, I always would worry, am I going to have to go to the bathroom? Am I going to run out of gas? I mean, you have to be prepared in this weather, I guess. I, this is why I always try and B-Y-O have some kind baby. of a cup. A cup. <laughs> oh. Like you would drive and use a cup. If I had to, Julia. I'm trying well, to think you of... pull your pants down you when don't. you're You don't. You just... What would you do? Well, you could... <laughs> first of all, you're not moving. You're not moving. You're oh, not no, moving. Do it. Lori is unzipping her pants. Okay. Is, one time, my friend Jackie and I drove to Duluth for yeah. like Blues Fest or Grandma's Marathon. And we, I had the great idea that we would nourish ourselves with watermelon. And I'd cut up a watermelon. And... It and, was you're laying a base? No, it wasn't laying Just, a base. But like we thought we were um, getting, you know, water intake. Sure. So we get to pass Hinkley, and all of a sudden it's a standstill, and we're not moving. And all of a sudden the pressure is greater than like like three beer like, pressure. It's just like extreme, and we're on that bridge. Oh, you know that Moose Lake Bridge yes. or whatever. And I mean, we both had to get out of the car. Did you open both doors? Open both doors, and we, and we peed one at a time. I did that on that run. I've done that on from Highway vale 70. And 70 out of uh, getting into Denver. I had to just pee. 
Yeah. You just have to go. You have to go. And you just, people know you're doing it and uh-huh. the car door blocks you and just be on the, you know, that one side that's good side. And uh, isn't it funny the things you have to do? I know people never that have pe- pooped their pants before. Just what? Well, they had to go. What else do you do? You I mean, squeeze. what you, you squeeze. I mean, but I people have poop so attacks long. and traffic and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that would That'd be, be a good show one day. Oh, Call the, in with your poop attack story. Oh, oh there'd be so many. Radio. The phone lines would be flooded. <laughs> it's a so universal, uh, you know, like it's a bad feeling, bad feeling, maybe the worst feeling. And mine usually happen in the summertime, thank God, on the way to work or something, where you can put your head out the window, but in the wintertime when you're trying to cool off and breathe and relax body, please don't do what you're wanting to do right now. In the winter, it would be cold sticking it out the window. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend watermelon (laughs) for a long road trip. (laughs) It's all water. I know. I mean, we were just like eating it like crazy. We thought we were being so healthy. Oh, yeah. We didn't know. This was before, you know, this was years ago, so there was no way of knowing there was going to be construction. There might have been a sign. Or when the next gas station is or anything. I kind of know where all those are. But yeah, we were just like, she's she's like, what are we going to do? If you were alone, would you do that? Pee? Mm -hmm. Open both doors. If you were stuck in traffic alone, would you do that? If it was at an absolute standstill and it... It was desperate. It was desperate, I... Yeah, I, I, would. I, I would too. Donnie, have yeah. you ever had to, guys? You're kind well, of. We have it easy. Yeah, they have it easy. They yeah. can literally put the nozzle of the Mountain Dew bottle right up against oh, the yeah. Flugelin noodle and then let it go. The yeah. Flugelin noodle. <laughs> good old milk <laughs> jug comes in handy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, on, it's maybe a Gatorade. That's Lori, really anything. nice. You know? Stick it right in there. Okay, how about our Steve Patterson? Oh my god. Kelly Rippa is going to want him to co host. He was on again this morning on Kelly and She's Ryan. Got a crush on him. And why not? Yeah. He's much more interesting than Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah, look out. So true. <laughs> no, she said he has. We have to check in with Steve once, once a week. Once a week. I Uh-oh. videotaped it, tweeted it at Steve, tweeted it at Kelly, and I said, you do have great hair and you're really funny. Can we get a selfie? I love it. I love it. So go to our website, MyTech1071, yeah, to see the video. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. Was really I didn't know about that ice place out in like, on a Neither South Shore. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah they moved it there from Stillwater. Oh, they did. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get Wednesday, uh, February 6th. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell everyone the year, Lori, because I was struggling with it when I was filling up. Is it 2020? And we're like, no, it's 2019. Don't rush it. Or maybe you do don't rush it. No, it's 2019, babes. Okay, so we don't know what is going on, except we've known for several weeks, actually a couple of months, maybe three months, that the Academy Awards, they don't know their head from a hole in the ground. Because okay. they cannot get it together. They've just made multiple... Kerfuffles. Yes, basically, <laughs> from having the most popular picture thing. Remember, that happened for like two weeks. To They've changed up the voters in the Academy to be more diverse. They changed up how many... Well, that's a good thing. How many? Yeah, how many um, pictures could be nominated, and they want to have a special category for popcorn pictures, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and then they retracted that yeah. after people were like, what, how is that going to work? And uh, Allison Janney did an Instagram post, and it says... Uh, it, it was the comment sec- section of an Instagram fan account. Okay. And Allison Janney said, it's looking like they're not going to honor the tradi- tradition this year, and it breaks my heart. And the post has since been deleted. And it was it was a 
Instagram thing about what will Jan- Allison Janney wear because she was a style star last year oh. on her road to the Oscar and she was one of the And it was people- for I, Tanya. She played it at Tanya's mother. And she was so great and I still maintain Margot Robbie got robbed for playing. She was so good. They both were so good. But people were wondering what she was going to wear and she just said it looks like they're not going to honor the tr- tradition this year. It breaks my heart. Meaning she hadn't been asked. The, the Instagram, her response has been taken down so normally the four big ones best actor whoever won the year before presents the next year of the acting nominees and the one year we a couple years ago the man casey affleck didn't present for manchester by the sea because it was the year the first year of me too and he had the sexual harassment lawsuit that he settled blah 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 and they said hey don't come right and so and he was fine and he was Mm -hmm. fine with it and um so she's just the academy has not confirmed whether they're going to leave out gary oldman sam rockwell francis mcdormand and allison janney from presenting but to me if this is like if they're trying to make the audience forget who they gave the awards to i i don't know i mean why would you cut traditions out of a ceremony when you don't even have a host for the show you've made so many decisions uh that are pissing off like true movie fans mm-hmm. you know what i mean the true viewers the, the songs mm-hmm. first only yeah, two of five two, songs yeah. and then okay all five songs and but only 90, 90 seconds, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. it's like why would they think that that is a good tradition it's a to real cut? slap in the face too to these people for they won it doesn't make well, any sense. Because they wanted more star power, according they to They are them. stars. They are stars. They won Academy Awards <laughs> last year. It doesn't get any they more star stars. than that. They wanted the stars from Roma to present. Yeah, oh, no, that isn't. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, no one has reached out to Allison Janney. And the question was, what are you wearing? Because she really did wear great clothes last year. I mean, she presented at the Golden Globes. Is the Oscars mad at her because she presented? Remember she wore that amazing no. blue dress? Yeah, I know. But actually, none of the the winners have been contacted. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's wow. like ridiculous. So it's Vanity Fair reported this story, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, uh, they just... That's... I don't know. If, if they want to really make their show better they should respect the fans i mean it's it's the, the hardcore the movie fans are the people who turn turn tune in you don't need to cater to like television viewers and all that but you could move the technical awards like the emmys does and the grammys another day, to and the grammys yep. and the tonys and, and the, the tonys does it you yep. could do that you could Move the date closer because we've seen everybody that's winning an Oscar. We've already seen them do their speeches at the Globes, the SAGs, the Prince Choice. <laughs> yeah, so the Oscars always feels like it could be, you know, a different date. But Oh, I have something that their right. plan is. Okay, so this is just in Deadline Hollywood right now. Their plan is to hold the Oscars down to three hours. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Which would make it 45 minutes shorter than last year's. Entertaining but low-rated affair. This will be done partly by presenting certain below-the-line categories during commercials and this is hardly a novel idea. I'm no. told that Michael DeLuca and Jennifer Todd, who produced the last two, begged for this and were shut down by the Academy, as were past producers. In addition to the nominations of the $1.3 billion global grossing Black Panther and to go with other hit-making films like A Star is Born, mm-hmm. um, this is something, and Bohemian Rhapsody, they've got real movies that real people went to this year. Right. They have movies that... People saw. Popular, yeah, average, the average folks saw. And movies that are doing good word of mouth, like If Beale Street Could Talk and Green Mile, those have been out in the theaters now for, or Green Book, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They've been out for a while, and oh, that's yeah. been word of mouth on yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those those two movies, and I, even The Wife has continued to be out. Yes, yes. It's on demand. Is it's it on demand now? I'm so just afraid of offending these people in these smaller categories by not giving them their moment in the sun. Yeah. Why can't we be on TV, too? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I but I still think let the five songs be they are performed in their entirety, not 90 oh. seconds. Well, I also, you can do like a minute and yeah, They've and always half. had yeah, the song. The songs are no more than two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's, it's really silly. And if there's long... I guess Kendrick Lamar hasn't even said whether or not he's going to sing uh, the Black uh, the Panther song. song. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't like ninety minutes and ninety seconds. It's like such an insult. It is. It's an I insult, agree. like not inviting the previous people. <sighs> anyway, did you see Oscar? Oscar um, really nominee Bradley Cooper sit down with Oprah. I did. She's back from her cruise, and I did. They sat the down. Holland American cruise, Lori. I know you it. were wrong about that. Oh. But they were, she was on I his, told you she was, but then she went on a on real, a real cruise, cruise. The one yeah. with Nichelle and yes. all of her BFFs. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, it was a super soul conversation from Times Square. She had everybody that's like, you know, she's doing the Oprah thing. Uh-huh. And Bradley Cooper sat down out, with her. Yeah, he came out and he admits he was embarrassed by his best director's Oscar stuff. Now, I want to know how you think that's going to play with Oscar voters. The ah shucks, I didn't do my job oh, tactic as a please. ploy. I don't, I really, I'm Donnie gonna, doesn't buy it. I don't buy okay, it I do, second. and okay. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because okay. I don't think like you guys. Okay. And really? first of yeah. all, to start with, mm-hmm. and what I think is, I can see where Normally, Lori, with a few exceptions, if your picture is nominated, the director's nominated. Yeah, well, so I can you see, should talk to Ben and, Affleck about this. Well, right, but this was a four-year thing for him to yeah. get the movie made, to do everything. Yeah. And I guess you would be embarrassed. Like, my movie gets it, but the director doesn't. It's going to get him some votes. I think people Do you are, think so? I do. But, I mean, I the get it. The truth is, if you feel like a loser when people treat you like it afterwards, that's the only downside. The word show ends, and then first they avoid you, and then they say, well, you did have a good movie. And it's like, thanks, <laughs> thanks. So he was not nominated, right? No. No, but Best Picture. He oh, got best nominated. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's this? What's the latest? latest, latest. 
Trending online this afternoon would be Wednesday wisdom. Also trending online this afternoon, things I know I'll never do and make a new friend in four words. All trending today over on Twitter. Also trending the Wonder Years, Fred Savage, Danica McKellar and Josh Saviano all reunited 31 years later after the Wonder Years was on the air doing a little selfie action there. Also trending online this afternoon, American Horror Story Season 9. Yes, it's coming. And Ryan Murphy was talking details uh, earlier this afternoon. And also trending online this afternoon would be Dance Moms and Abby Lee Miller. She is going to be making her return to reality television in Dance Mom Resurrection, which will be airing on Lifetime later this year. That's what's trending here at my talk. And uh, why, Donnie, why don't you do the sum of the weather? All right, I will do that. I don't know why I just did that. Brought to you by <laughs> Jan Hassan Dinner Theater. Get ready. More snow is on the way. Oh, yay. It'll start tonight after about 9 o'clock. Mm. And uh, 1 to 3 inches possible. Mm. And then it will pick up again tomorrow. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the Grammy Awards, they are coming up on Sunday night. And anytime there's an award show, of course, we cover it in depth following the award show. And we'll be doing that on Monday. All the shows will be doing their post-Grammy observations and analyses here on My Talk. Right now, we are headed across the pond to Manchester, England. Thanks, Danny. Hello, Carolyn. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, Absolutely. we are delighted to have you. you uh, this is your debut novel. It's called The Adults. And uh, this is Carolyn Hulse, who's talking to us all the way from across the pond. So we appreciate it. What time is it there? It's 9.30 p.m., oh, so okay. nearly that time. But yeah. I'm, I'm staying up for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So <laughs> give people the setup of uh, your uh, just charming, hilarious, and poignant, actually, story. So if you could, please. Yeah, so it's a comedy about, um, it's about a dysfunctional family. So it's about two exes who have got a daughter in common who decide to go on holiday with uh, the daughter and the new partners. So they all get on well. And what could possibly go wrong um, if they all go away for Christmas? So that's the setup. And it starts with someone getting shot with an arrow. And it's kind of interesting because we have just seen this happen with Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin and their their conscious uncoupling, how they go on vacations with their kids. I after would die to know if they're know. really as wonderful as she always tries to make us think they are. But they don't get shot on their holiday. No one gets shot. No one gets shot. So how did you, you know, come up with this idea? This is your debut novel. And, um, you know, how did you come up with it? Um, I think I read an article about it a few years ago, and it just came to mind when I was thinking of um, a new idea for a novel, because I have written a few before that haven't been published, Okay, and I just really wanted a killer hook, um, and yeah, it just it just sprung to mind, uh, because I'd read an article, I think Demi Moore and Bruce Willis did it, and I think there's a couple of other people did it, some of our royal family as well, and I just thought, I, I remember it stuck with me, because... Um, I think those people must just be a lot more mature than I am because much as, um, you know, my exes are nice people, I don't think I'd want to go on holiday with them. Um, so fortunately, it's not my, you know, it's not my life. I don't have any stepchildren. I don't have any children myself. It's just, um, I just thought it's very impressive. But as someone who was looking for an opportunity for um, a comedy suspense type situation, it sounded like a good one to explore. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, like, even the way that you write the four characters, you know, 
Matt and Claire and the Patrick and then what's the other lady's name? Alex. Alex, yes. Oh, even the way having a brain fart, Yeah, even the way that you write <laughs> each of them because um they're you have a very good eye for kind of getting underneath like who they are. And one of the things I think about trying to do a post-divorce gathering with the new partners and everything is that the couple that was married, no matter what, the bond that they have and the thing that they know about each other will always be somewhat off-putting to the other person. And you kind of catch, you catch it and you grab that and you show it in humorous and also kind of a couple times where it's like, it, that's, it's kind of sad. Mm, yes, it is, and I think I think it must be strange. As I say, I'm, I, I jokingly referred to extras there, right. and you know, I've, ne- I've never had a child with someone. So when I split up with someone, they've just moved out of my life, and that's that's how it, that's how it goes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of marriages end in divorce, and there's a lot of people who are having to find ways of making things work. That you know, maybe when they have got history buried, and there is you know questions that were unanswered, and things that that come out. So. I applaud anyone who is going through that situation and anyone who is, you know, trying to make it work. And like in this situation, trying to make it work for the child. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd, I'd take it as far as going on holiday together. Uh, but there's people, like you say, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, you know, makes it work, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was struck by, um, you know, how their eight-year-old daughter, Charlotte, was dealing with her emotions during the divorce and having the mm-hmm. imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. And I kept, we were reading, I'm like, Lori, is the rabbit real? I can't decide. <laughs> I mean, I was just getting into it. I'm like, what is going on here? But well, I because mean, the Scarlet Posey is very real. Right. And we kind of find out more of what's underneath all of that. Did you do any mm-hmm. research? Is that like a thing that kids do do they often have an imaginary friend oh do you know what i didn't do very much research before i you (laughs) just got the idea (laughs) i always love the ideas of imaginary friends and i think it was so much fun to write an imaginary friend that can just do what they want you know without the restrictions of gravity or you know or having to operate in the real world or any of the consequences of their actions so i absolutely love writing that character and he, he wasn't a massive part of the first draft of the book but it just seemed to be a part of the book that people really liked, my editor really liked. And I have to say, it was the most fun uh, to write that character. But I would answer the question by saying Posey is real. Uh, you know, he's real to Scarlett, and he's, right. he's actually become quite real to me in that book. Oh, yes. is it? Um, I was believing it. I mean, like, it's still, if you're just I joining love us, the snark of Posey, yeah. too. The I book is <laughs> The Adults. We're talking to Carolson Hulse. Carolyn. Carolyn, did mm-hmm. I say that? Oh, um, is it Halsey or Hulse? Halsey, whatever. Halsey. In Manchester, yeah. across the pond. And um, I finished the book for everyone listening, so you should know. Because Caroline, I'm a 50-50 girl, but I've been on a roll lately, and I'm finishing all the books, because we do an author a week. Right. And so, okay. one of the things I found really interesting is that you really have to navigate a lot of things when you're dating someone or move in with someone mm. who has a child. And, yes. and of course, you would have strong feelings if you were dating someone who has imaginary ch- uh, rabbit friend who ha- you have to set <laughs> an extra dinner place for, you have to, you know, buy things for and everything. And so you, but you can't say anything. So I was just kind of, I'm dating someone who has a child. And, you know, delightful person, but you can't say anything about anything. And Lori's, mm-hmm. you know, a bonus mom, so you struggle yeah, you, with that you, initially. You can't say anything. So you tap on a lot of yeah. that. The book is really fun. Have and- people commented on that? People that have gotten in a relationship with somebody and they're trying to blend their family about how, you know, real the feelings that you capture in the book are? Yeah, I think, 
as I say, no one I know has gone on holiday with people, but okay. I, I do know from people who've gone through it that it, you know, it, there are challenges that come with that. And I think um, when I think of my friends in that situation and, and my brother is in a similar situation, I think they've all dealt with it really sensibly. And I think, I think they recognize that there is a limit to you're not quite the parent, are you? you are, you're very close and you are often doing the parent things, but there is a limit to what you can do and say. And I think um, in the book, that part you referred to there where Alex um, doesn't, <laughs> she just lets the rabbit go. Because right. what would you do? You you can't step in there. No, um, but it would be a tough one. <laughs> that I, w- I kept saying to Lori as I'm reading this, this would be hard. This right. is crazy. So tell us, you know, we like to always ask everybody that we interview, mm. um, what's the last great book that you've read or what's on your nightstand? <sighs> oh, the last great book I read. That one's hard. Um... I don't know if it's out in the U.S. Let me think of one that I know. Even if it's not out, it's okay because we, you know, can look forward to it. Uh, Okay. So there's um, a book called Skin Deep by Liz Nugent, who's an Irish author. And I really enjoyed that. That was, um, I think, I suppose you'd call it a psychological suspense, but it's not like any I've read before. Um, And I really, really enjoyed that one. So I don't know if that's out over there yet. One that I know definitely out over there is I really enjoyed Standard Deviation, Catherine Heine, that I read recently. And I know she's she's a US author, so it will be over there. And I absolutely loved the way she did characterization. Um, and that had kind of a quirky humor to it. So yeah. those would be two recommendations from me. Okay, okay right, that's good. Um, Caroline, we noticed that, like on your book jacket and then kind of just doing some research on you that um, you play poker. Mm-hmm. And, I do. Yeah. And so in one of the interviews we, we read is that you, as a poker player, you have time to observe people and that helps you, it kind of helps you in your writing? Yeah, I think um, poker is one of those situations, it's, it's like driving a car, everyone thinks they're good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think particularly there's, there's a lot of egos and things at the poker table and I think it brings the worst out in people sometimes and I think my book, you know, I know a lot of people think the characters in my book have, you know, don't behave very sensibly, and they don't. But I don't think they're bad people. They're just people in a situation where um, they're under pressure, and when people are under pressure, they don't often behave at their best. And I'd say that you see a lot of that at the poker table, um, and a lot of, you know, people are trying to give a certain impression, and it may or may not be working of what their hand is or what they think of other people. And I would say that is definitely something that, is, you know, is evident from my book as well. Um, I think if people are all feeling very secure, very comfortable in themselves, they behave generally very well. Right, that's <laughs> so, so true. To the level they did in my book, it's because they're feeling insecure. Were you excited when you saw, because you said you've written other books before, they haven't been published, mm. so you get the adults, it, it gets, you know, option, you've got a great publisher, and then you get mm. this amazing cover, and I know you don't have anything to do with it, but were you pleased with that, that cover? <laughs> I think it's beautiful. It is. So it's good. really good. It's I, really good. I feel like people will buy your, like when they go to put this in trade paperback, keep your same cover because it's so fantastic. Yeah, I think they will. I absolutely adore that cover. The only thing that worries me slightly is obviously because it's got a Christmas bauble, yes. a bomb that's a Christmas bauble on the front. I would hate people to think that, you know, it's only a Christmas book because it's, um, it, though it's set at Christmas because that's often a big time for families. Yeah. You know, it's not really a Christmas book. Right, no, <laughs> it I isn't at all. It and I didn't even get that. It's just a really fun cover. Yeah, it's so Yeah, it's I so love funny. the cover. <laughs> okay, it's so funny. And has Hollywood bought this yet? Like, is, um, you know, I'm trying to think... <sighs> 
Who, who, who I'm do not, we... We're in discussions and I'm not... I, you can't say? Aren't signed yet, but okay. I, can't, I can't say, but there are things moving on and it's very exciting for me. Uh, yeah, exciting. because it could be filmed in England and you've got four great parts for people in their 30s. I mean, it. it I could see it as a movie, Caroline. Do you know, I could, but I just don't know what they'll do with the rabbit because that will be interesting, I think. Again, <laughs> you know. that rabbit. Yeah, the rabbit. They can't it's leave the rabbit. rabbit out, though. No. <laughs> No. So will there be a rabbit with floppy ears or will it just be an empty chair? I, don't, I mean, and that won't be my decision, obviously. So I'll be really interested. To yeah, see, you just have um, to figure out what, what you're going to wear to the premiere when that time <laughs> comes. You know what I mean? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Absolutely. That's my job. <laughs> all right, Caroline, it's so wonderful to meet you. We loved your book. It's called The Adults. Oh, so nice. And uh, keep writing, and we'll keep uh, looking you know, for you. Looking for you, and uh, congratulations! I hope the success is you're taking to it. You know, just very easily. <laughs> I am. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice. Okay, thank you, thank Carolyn. You. We've got a couple copies to give away: six five one six four one one zero seven one. Yes, I would say if you're post divorce, and like any of this, this will. It's it's very funny. It's very. British. To yes, it's humor. quirky. Yeah, it's it is. Quirky it and is funny and just very enjoyable. All right, listen, we come back. Stay tuned. We've got our Guthrie giveaway. And also, Meghan Markle finally has a PR campaign, and it's one that we can get behind. Good. It's so easy to fall for each other. I'm just hoping we catch one another. Ooh. Oh, no, no. Just be careful, no, no. Love ain't simple, na-na Promise me no promises Sixteenth, seven thirty show at the Guthrie Theater, and they've uh, they said it in modern times, but it will be the original Shakespeare text. Yeah. Okay. And we'll uh, take call the number seven at six five one six four one one zero seven one. Beautiful. Well, um, I am personally I'm very happy about this news. I've okay. been wondering when uh, something was going to happen as far as. The brutal, brutal press that Meghan Markle has suffered across the pond every day. Relentless tabloid journalism. A lot of it fed in part by her uh, half-sister and And her mean dad. And her mean brother. Yeah. He tried to stay out of it. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, the royal, so-called royal expert that is always on Entertainment Tonight and Mm -hmm. NBC, Katie Nichols. She's written a couple books. She says she knows where the rift, at least as far as how the the feud supposedly started between the two duchesses, which People Magazine is saying there is no feud. But she said, and I'm interested in your take on this. She, her theory is that William said to his younger brother, Mm -hmm. as oldest kids often do right they will do the that kind of a they'll have the talk with somebody right. and he said are you rushing things 
with Meghan Markle. I mean, are you are you sure about this? Right. Do you know everything about her? He kind of just have you spent enough time together because she this... was filming and blah blah right, blah. Right. And she said that, and that Harry was got offended. He thought his brother overstepped, and there's just been that. That's where the sourcing on this that that's where it all stems from is that William overstepped. And Harry resented it. Okay, I here's what I think. If okay. these two brothers are as close as they've always been, Lori, I don't believe this. Well, I believe William said something, well, of course, and I believe but family Ruffles, does. Yeah, I but mean, that's all it is. It's, and why would that upset Kate with Megan? I mean, I don't. I I really think that this is much ado about nothing. But they they've let it go on. It's been interesting that Buckingham Palace has that the, their strategy up until now, because now next week's cover of People Magazine, yeah, they got Meghan an exclusive, Markle, and they got people that know her, and none of these people would have talked to People Magazine without express implied yes from Harry Kensington Palace, Megan, Megan. I mean, it was all this is uh, so. It's her longtime friends who are all confidential in the story. Yes, talk about her. They they talk about her. She's involved with their lives, and she's very down to earth and all of that. And I totally believe it. And um, her father is, you know, a piece of crap, but she feels bad about it. She would like to mend it, and. I like that the palace is choosing to change the conversation around Megan. Mm-hmm. And I it feels more proactive her. than yeah. staying in reticent silence. Yes. Is sort of the So basically, give us some of the nuggets that you got out of um you know Well, I think we've got a little Oh, we have some audio. audio. Okay. And the the of course the palace uh said, you know, oh these attacks on Megan you know, as if it as it's happening to both both of the duchesses. But the main thing is is that there's acknowledgement that Meghan Markle has had extremely um, bullying, and it always has felt to me racist overtones, undertones, whatever you want to okay. say. Because uh, so let's play the audio, okay. Donnie, that we have. Alrighty, here it's from we... the Today Show. Here we go. The truth about Meghan. People Magazine's headline says five friends speaking out against what they call. Global bullying. Megan's friends have seen her depicted in the UK press negatively, um, labeled as Duchess Difficult. They're worried about her and they're worried about the baby, and it's time for them to speak out on her behalf. Megan's dad has claimed she won't answer his messages. But before the wedding, one longtime friend says he wouldn't take her calls. After the wedding, Megan wrote a letter the friend remembers, saying, Dad, I'm so heartbroken. I love you. I have one father. Please stop victimizing me through the media so we can repair our relationship. The friend says Thomas Markle replied to his daughter with a long note that ended by asking for a media photo op. He knows how to get in touch with her, the friend says. He's never called, never texted. She's devastated. And at the same time, she has a lot of sympathy for him. About that. So, well, wait a minute, because he asked for an immediate photo op. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> that he doesn't want to say, "Yes, sweetie, let's mend this." I want to take a picture with you. That's so gross. he can sell it. Yeah. That's so yeah. gross, and he doesn't realize that that's not how it works anymore with her. Well, She's adapted by now. Well, know I know that if he has any. But we don't know what the context of when right. this was. You know, like right. if this was right after or whatever. Not that it matters. He's probably still ask her for that today. Let's play the next cut. 
The friend's also fighting back against anonymous reports about the wedding itself. She didn't throw a fit about a tiara or ask for a fragrance to be sprayed, one says. <laughs> Another describing how spiritual she is, how serious and respectful she takes her relationship with God, adding she'd never ask for something like that. Claims that Meghan is hard to work with are also unfair, the friends say. She's incredibly grateful for everything her team at Kensington Palace does for her. Megan just sort of sits back and silently endures a lot of these lies and mistruths. And the friends offer a rare insight into Harry and Meghan's surprisingly simple life. Meghan cooks for herself and Harry every single day. There's no chef or butler. Apparently, she even styles herself. One of the things one of her friends told us is that when she hears folks say that Meghan is acting or this is her biggest acting role to date, that it couldn't be further from the truth. It's very smart on the part of Meghan Markle and the palace to quietly authorize her closest friends to speak to People magazine. I, I would agree. But here's, here's a little of the detail, Lori, mm-hmm. about how distraught she was about her dad. She said, you know, her friend says, you know, she he always had her phone number. He could text her. He right. could call her. He always had that. It was super painful to her because she was always a dutiful daughter Mm -hmm. and she always will feel genuinely devastated by what he's done at the same time because she's a daughter. She has sympathy for him. And so he um, she sent a car, you know, to get him. Yeah, Um, they knew that he lied. Um, at no part was there any talk by Meghan and Harry in the palace. Now that he lied, he's in trouble. We don't want him. But the next morning when the car got to the dad to take him to the airport to go to the wedding. He <laughs> wouldn't get in. Yeah, Meg heard he had a heart attack and she's calling and texting even the night before the wedding. He faked that And he's attack. like, please pick up. I love you and I'm scared. It's mm-hmm. endless. I, I, you know, I'm so heartbroken, daddy. You know, yeah, no, this is very smart on the part of... Um, and people is always friendly to the royals, but it's good. It's better than the silence because now that at least Buckingham Palace is acknowledging, we got to change the conversation yeah. around Megan. Enough is enough. Yeah, really. So anyway, there's no is- truth to the falling out. That's right. So I'm glad we knew that, but I'm we glad. did know that. But it's nice to have it. Confirmed. I guess it is nice to have it confirmed. It is. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. We got a.